0: Episode of Sequel Rights, where we look at franchises where you say they made how many of those movies, and we give each and every sequel a fair trial. I am Justin Camps, and I'm here with Tyler Hymanson and, and Elizabeth Halley. and we are uh, excited to have you. This is our first show, you guys. Yeah, it's exciting.
1: Woo. Pretty
0: <laughs> pumped. Yeah. Um. For all of you out there who are listening, we are kicking things off with the film An American Tale. One that's near and dear
1: to all of our hearts. Yeah, so... I, I don't think know. all 90s kids, too. Oh,
0: totally. Yeah. yeah. 90s kids. Yeah, I guess uh, I was 85, so... Well, still, though, you grew up in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to our podcast where we define what a 90s kid
1: is. <laughs> yeah, what is a 90s <laughs> kid? A 90s child?
0: <laughs> Already derailed. Oh. Uh, um, that's fine, whatever. Um, yeah, so, uh, why don't we just start off with, like, uh, Tyler, what did, what, uh, you, you so you said it was, uh, you know... Near and dear, yeah, I think that, heart.
1: I think that it was one of the, I actually saw it after I saw, uh, Land Before Time.
2: Mm.
1: Mm. Um, so I saw Land Before Time first, uh, I was born in 87, so it was, you know, a younger thing I saw it on VHS for the first time, uh, but... Yeah, I remember being especially terrified. I mean, I don't know if we want to get into the diesel now, but of like the whole boat scene. Like, I was scared of the ocean for a oh, oh, yeah. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> for a it couple years scary. of my life. Yeah, yeah, it's very uh, scary it's in this intense. movie. Yeah, it's pretty um, intense.
2: Yeah, so I think we should say that it came out in '86. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I was also born in '87, um, and I think we should also say up top that we there are four of these, and uh, which I had no idea. Yeah, like me I thought, either. like I was like, oh, there's
1: two. I thought there was right, two. Right, yeah, right. yeah.
2: And uh, we're gonna review them all eventually. Uh, and um, yeah, I my mom is convinced that I saw this in theaters, which is. Probably not possible, but it may have been one of those like children in the summer, go see these older yeah. movies
0: things. So. A lot of these movies back then too were re released a lot. So okay. it's possible it, it was re released. Yeah. And but, try I mean, mean, Jurassic
1: Park wasn't, I mean, that's a, that's an extreme example, but like movies used to stay in theaters a lot longer. Jurassic yeah. Park was in theaters for like a year and a half. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it does seem a little, I mean, my first movie ever in theaters was The Little Mermaid. Same. So, like, that's, and that was 89. Yeah. I think mine was a lad in person. Yeah. Yeah. What? The first movie you saw in theaters was Aladdin. That's the only one I remember. That's the only one I remember. That's the only one I
2: remember. You spent 10 years not going to the movies? Yeah. That yeah. could not be true. That's I'm a Mormon. Cr- I'm a Mormon. <laughs> 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 like Don Bluth. He's on with Mormon? Yeah. Well, he was. I oh, cool I mean, though. he went on his Mormon. We we'll talk about that eventually. Oh, I okay, have yeah. okay, But, um, cool. anyways, I Do really. Do Mormons like not see
0: movies? That's not even a thing. that's not a thing at I was like, I don't know why I said that. I not totally go to
2: movies. I also really like this movie. It was an older sister looking out for her little brother. I have a little brother. And, uh, you know, it was a musical, so I was really into it. And I just really liked the mouse and... My mom said I was really happy when I met him at Universal as well. So. No, I, don't, I
1: don't remember the Universal characters, but rewatching this movie, I was like, oh shit, this is a musical. Yeah. Like, I had completely no. forgotten that it was a musical. I can't believe you <laughs>
2: forgot that. That's like the most iconic part of the movie. Uh, yeah, that's
0: true. That's true. I, I, I wouldn't call like Fievel singing iconic. There's one Ooh. thing people remember about the movie. How dare you? One thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I remember this movie fondly too. I, I, I don't think I saw it in theaters, but um we definitely had it on VHS and then the sequel was you know out when y- you could actually kind of know what it was or see commercials on TV cuz by that time it was like 91 or whatever so mm-hmm. um yeah so i'm excited to i was excited to rewatch it and you know dive into this yeah and
1: i think that it's an interesting one to start with because it is a great kind of concept for something that that's repeatable mm-hmm. you know it's called an american tale the pun is kind of T A I L. That's right. Which is kind of like fuck you, but, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 it makes sense. You know, it's it's Don Bluth was a Disney animator. It's from the Disney mold and it's kind of not taking an old, you know, Brothers Grimm type fable. It's it's taking something new and and kind of giving it that, that same treatment. And that's something that you know, it is repeatable. There's there's lots of stories that, you know, that, that come along with that, but it does make a sort of sense to, you know, to stop mining all these old stories and tell something that's new. And it's, yeah. it's an innovative concept and it's executed very well
0: in this first film. Sweet. So do you guys want to talk about, let's talk about Don Bluth a little bit before we dive into... Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was a Disney animator mm-hmm. uh, on films like Rescuers and, the, and Peach Dragon. And and he, with a bunch of other animators, let a walk out uh, because they felt that the quality was dropping.
2: Yeah, he was really uh, one of kind of like supposed to be the era parents. He trained under John Lounsbury, who was one of the nine old men on Sleeping Beauty. Um, and then uh, after Walt died in 66, he, he felt like things were not going well. So he walked out with a partner and it just left uh, Fox and the Hound in complete shambles. Like it got delayed by like over a year. And uh, the whole studio was left in charge of uh, these two nobodies called Tim Burton and John Lasseter. So. Mm-hmm. Never heard of him. Never heard yeah. of <laughs> <laughs> uh, but awesome.
1: so so then he went off and, and did Secrets of Nim or Nim, yeah,
2: Secret NIMH. of the Nim. Yeah, yeah. I believe
0: oh, that there is. you go. Uh, also about mice, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yep. yeah, yeah. That was his first film, and this mm-hmm. is, uh, American Tail was his second film.
2: I guess that's kind of like a big middle finger to Disney to leave and immediately do two movies about mice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and after
0: working on The Rescuers
1: as well, but, sure. you know, there's there's some things, I don't know how true this is, it's something I read on the internet, so take it with a grain of salt, <laughs> but that, you know, the quality of, of, of Secret and American Tale is what drove Disney to really step up the bar and, you know, come back in full force with, Little Mermaid and when they yeah. did that, it kind of you know, his his later films faltered. You know, he had his your rockadoodles yeah. your I ride. love rockadoodle. No. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I love almost all oh, of Don Bluth's movies,
0: movies. <laughs> and Rockadoodle is one of my favorites. Oh, cool. yeah. <laughs> that chicken sounded
1: like Elvis, right? Is yeah, that, that was funny? the whole bit.
0: Yeah, okay. It was a rooster. Yeah. That you know that one's also a musical. Did you know that? <laughs> So they also... um, Welcome to our podcast, everything's a music.
2: (laughs) I mean... We only look look at musical franchises.
1: I mean, maybe this is for another episode, but you guys see those uh, Mary Poppins photos that came out today? Yes. That's exciting. Yeah. Anyway, that's not not this show. Um,
2: So after Nim came out, also Disney was kind of like, oh, fantasy. Let's do the Black Cauldron. Mm -hmm. And then they got completely screwed. Biggest failure ever for them. And so then after Don Bluth kind of left turn to American Tale, they followed up then with Oliver and company so yes we're like okay let's go to America closer to present day uh so that was their follow-up but uh yeah
0: cool all right well why don't we just uh, dive right into the movie absolutely uh so let's take a look at an American tale. This holiday
1: season, Universal Pictures brings you a very special motion picture experience. The first animated feature film presented by Steven Spielberg. An American Tale. The story of one family's journey to America and Fievel, their son, who got lost along
0: the way. all right so why don't we just kind of start off do uh, you guys want to start off with just your overall thoughts on the movie itself or you want to talk through I think that it, yeah, plot yeah. points or what no I
1: think that, that overall overall thoughts like I was saying you know it's it's a concept that lends itself to, to multiple movies and multiple stories mm-hmm. and you know taking the American immigrant tale or, or an immigrant tale and and turning it into this kind of Fable, you know, uh, uh, heightened fairy tale type story is is important, and and it's something that makes sense to do, and and it's interesting way it's executed here, and it, and it really does lend itself to that style of storytelling very very well. You know, there's there's monsters, there's danger, there's you know, it has the full hero's journey, uh, and it's something that you know someone everyone in this country had a version of that. And so it's something that everyone can relate to.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I really like it, obviously. Um, Probably watching it again, there were some things that you realize don't hold up when you look at it now. But overall, I still think it's a really good uh, movie. It was a little bit more episodic or scenic than I remembered. And then there was just kind of like, this scene and then this scene and they weren't very connected very well but I did read too that it was like a lot of budget oversight at the end being like just cut out that metal bar. There were
0: lots of cuts made and like uh, stuff that happens like for example there is like you know there's actually a baby in the family and the baby you see in the beginning of the Moskowitz family is there for like one scene and then you don't see the baby at all again later and they had to like (laughs) insert a crib. They left it at home. (laughs) They had to insert a crib. Apparently audiences were confused like uh because Papa Moskowitz, uh, Moskowitz says, um, oh, we have five in the family. And then he goes, four. Because, <laughs> yeah, because five will disappear. Almost right. gone. But then I, apparently audiences were all like. Oh, they thought like, the baby <laughs> No, the audiences boat? were like, wait, how are there four? There's only three of them Oh, there. they never even yeah. saw the baby. Yeah, the baby. Because yeah, you oh. don't see the baby. There's the baby in the opening scene, but you never see it again. Like right. You don't see the baby going through immigration. Uh, yeah, so. you don't see the baby on the boat. It's yeah, like exactly. the baby from. They cut uh, the baby because of yeah. the budget.
2: Well, what's the? Oh, American no more sniper. babies! It's like the American Sniper baby. They're like, just put it, put it in there, like. Yeah. yeah ever saw that movie. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, um, okay. Anyways, because we're anti-American. <laughs> <laughs> Ray the podcast. Declare the first episode. We're all anti. Hey, we're watching
0: an American tale. I, I saw
2: American Sniper. I don't want to be tracked down by. Oh American wait was
1: was was that part of the uh, the sequel? To the research for this episode, American Sniper, is a sequel yes. to American yes. Tale. Five,
0: Five will grows up. <laughs> is, grows up to be a sniper for the U.S. military. <laughs>
2: Not just sense. any sniper, the most deadly <laughs> sniper <laughs> in history. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I was thinking about the movie. Um, it was a lot more vignettes than I remembered, but right. overall I did think it was, like, a really good film, and uh, I liked kind of... I mean, so how old were you when you realized that it was all, like, an allegory about the Jewish, I think Russian like Jew yesterday? experience? No, okay. <laughs> uh... I, I don't think
0: that ever i mean I, I don't I don't know what exactly it's not I, like I kept watching it over and over again and suddenly was like oh this is about the Jewish I mean I, 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 I distinctly
1: remember watching it with my grandfather who oh. was who, his father immigrated from latvia mm. and and you know him saying something specifically of of you know oh like that's like that's like your grandfather um but you know I was three and didn't really know what that meant yeah. I was like yeah, oh well, grand,
0: like, Grandpa grandpapa was a mouse like no. <laughs> Uh, How did we get so big? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I read, I mean, and I read some of the reviews at the time, like Roger Ebert, like, um, one of the things that uh, he like docked the film for is like, that they never explicitly say like that. This is a Jew, it's like obvious. It's obvious. I mean, they to use anyone they, watching, but they
1: use the stereotypical pun name.
0: Yeah, yeah, but like <laughs> sure. it's obvious to like the adults watching that this is a Jewish parallel. Well, yeah, don't anything, they all, the don't kids, they get Hanukkah
2: gifts in the beginning? Like she gets the babushka. Yeah, and gets they the mention hat. that, and
0: then it kind of just goes away. But. Like the baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I I really love this film. Um, I you know watching it again, I hadn't seen it in a really long time, and uh, I just thought it was gorgeous, mm-hmm. and. um... Also, like, I I, don't know if you guys had this uh, experience, but, like, watching the movie in, like, today's U.S. climate, sure, I know. thought it, like, had all sorts of extra meaning, and actually, like, parts of it just, like, broke my heart and made me, like, sad, because uh, it, it seems even more, to me, uh, watching it now uh, in modern days, it seems even more like a complete fairy tale, like, apart from being um, about, you know, talking mice, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's just, like, i i wonder if there is even this kind of like opinion of america or thought of america as being now, like yeah. a, a place of hope you know at all yeah it and it,
1: yeah it, and, it loses its luster in that way and i i thought the same thing where it's you know there there is i mean this the song that happens on the boat you know no cats in america yeah, yeah. despite being hilariously stereotypical <laughs> Oh yeah <laughs> it's <laughs> like here comes the italian dude so i know it's like irish guy it's awkward yeah. but, <laughs> but at the same time it, it, it really has that uh, uh that hope and and that ideal of america and and it's something that i i don't think exists now and, or if it does it's it's getting smaller and smaller every day it is interesting that the main villain in this movie is is a trump-like character I mean, oh. he is what it's like.
0: It's something J. Right? Warranty warranty rat, right? Warranty rats. And he even has a golden tooth, yes. just like Trump. <laughs> 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 uh,
1: but so, you know, but, I mean, it, it is. It, it, it was weirdly prescient for me because I, I had those same emotions of of oh man, we, we, we probably don't have. We're, we're losing that that luster and that this immigrant fairy tale. But it does the reality of it does have the reality of there are those types of people here as well. Yeah. There's
0: like, there's actually one scene that was like, like broke my heart and was like bringing tears to my eyes when he first, like when he first, um, you know, Fival is, uh, you know, we can kind of talk about what happens in the movie, but Fival and his family are forced to leave their home in Russia. They board a boat will does what will be doing and <laughs> <laughs> falls... Like, I, I, I think throughout this entire movie, water is his worst enemy. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, because he gets washed overboard and ends up in a bottle. But anyways, he's... He's an he... alien from science. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the scene that, like, made me tear up a bit, uh, he's in this bottle. And as he first approaches um, the shores of America, there's, like, this... You know this. He he gets this blurry-eyed view of the Statue of Liberty, and James Horner, who did the mm. what I uh, what I think is an amazing score, mm-hmm. uh, plays this you know really kind of copeland esque chorale that comes in, and they they're singing, um, they're singing you know this chorale to the lyrics um, that are the words of the New Colossus, which is the poem at the base mm-hmm. of yeah. uh, mm-hmm of uh, Statue of Liberty and I've been listening to that all week just like it's so beautiful it's it's really great and I was just like this is amazing and it made me sad like I said before thinking of like if people even think of us this way rest
1: in power James Horner Yes. I know. Well,
2: We should probably say, too, uh, in case anyone wants to watch along, that all four American Tale movies are on Netflix. That's right. And so... For now. Mm -hmm. Yes. So (laughs) watch them while you can. (laughs) Um, So that kind of made me happy because I was like, oh, maybe, you know, the kids these days are seeing this movie and hopefully will learn to be a little bit more tolerant and welcoming to immigrants that just want to come to America for a better life.
1: And that all pigeons are French.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: And, yeah. no, if I'm not mistaken, did they imply that the pigeon is in fact building the Statue yeah. of Liberty? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. That's an I impressive was like, pigeon. I was like, I think the Statue of Liberty is
2: being built by this pigeon. And then they show
0: him actually putting some, like, rivets in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think in the
2: whole movie, all the animals have their, like, human counterparts. Like right. the Moskowitzes and the Moskowitzes. And- right. Whatever her name is, Gussie Mouseheimer probably lives underneath, you know, the Rockefellers <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Madeline
1: Kahn is the fuck. Yes. Shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> doing doing Madeline Kahn is her
2: the shit. Blazing Saddles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I yeah. heard that they like specifically cast her. And be like, oh, she's just a funny accent, like in Blazing Saddles. <laughs> yeah. you What's know? well, it's gonna I mean, be a wowie?
1: There is oh, some like Mel Brooks all stars in this movie. You yeah, know? like Dom's there and Madeline mm-hmm. Kahn and and they're
0: doing. Dom Deluey doing his best uh, lion. Cowardly from, lion. From, yeah. yeah, yeah from, uh,
2: It can. It totally evokes that. Yeah,
0: I know. He even says like some of the same type of. It it
1: is a really interesting thing. I'm I'm actually not sure if this carries over to the other movies because I don't recall. But that they're not. It's not a. uh, You know, if it was, if this is the Disney version of the movie, that there's there wouldn't it would just be the animals. You know, there there wouldn't be the real life people happening around it. Mm -hmm. that, That does add some weight in reality to this immigrant story. Yeah. Uh, but it's an interesting world building choice that I, I feel like it's something that could be thrown out yeah. later on down the line.
0: I lot. mean, I was reading, so I was reading some of the behind the scenes and originally um, the original idea was like that it was just going to be all animals, like mm-hmm. a Disney <laughs> film, all <laughs> animals. But Don Bluth was pushing for it to um, be more like something like the rescuers where there's like, There's, like, humans involved, too, uh, and it takes place in, like, the real world, and it was funny. Like, apparently Steven Spielberg had never seen The Rescuers, so Uh he, like, set up a screening and then, like, totally convinced Spielberg to um, to, uh, make it more, like, The Rescuers and include humans. Well, yeah, and
2: The Rescuers, they more... um actually the mice affect what's going on with the humans and have direct communication with them this one reminds me more and these two movies came out the same year the great mouse detective so i don't know maybe don bluth could have pitched something similar and then he (laughs) left and like let's just do the idea anyway because i mean but the difference is that the great mouse detective is like this sherlock holmes thing you know where and it's all different there's only like one little kid in that movie where this i feel like is kind of vastly superior as a story even though that movie's fun and you know it's it has the computer animated scene and everything, but, um, there's some, there's is, some CG in this movie too. Yes. Yeah. The, uh,
1: some really, really early, like, uh, with the boat on the water mm-hmm. and like some the really mouse, br-
2: the big mouse at the end. Oh yeah. Some yeah. Robot the secret thing. That plan is insane. The <laughs> I love the secret weapon. Release the secret weapon. <laughs> yeah. We used to say that all the time in my house. For uh, no <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, that thing is terrifying. That's what scary. Thing,
0: that's yeah. the thing I love about this movie is that the cats are terrifying there's yeah. all this like frightening imagery. That, like, well, no, I mean, and, and the, the you sea, don't see in the sea, kids, the ocean. The, the that's ocean, why you're yeah, scared. The scene, they were scared. Like they, right. they
1: they turn the the waves into basically
0: these demons. It turns into them? like yeah, Chernobog like, from yeah, Foundation. Like yeah. yeah, crazy monster. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs>
0: we were talking Americans. T- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were talking about the you know uh, how there's humans involved. More oh yeah. Like, yeah so America's in.
2: The 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 one thing that I thought was too similar between the two movies is that you have this, like... In Mouse Detective, he's a rat that's pretending to be a mouse. And in this one, he's a cat that's pretending to be a rat. Yeah. Which, again, isn't Yeah. Yeah. So... That I mean, whole
1: transformation scene is, like, it works. Yeah. But, like, figuring out how to animate that had to be such a fucking nightmare. Because...
2: <laughs> yeah, he kind of like plugs his nose and blows out his ears. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I was watching it, and I, like I had kind of forgotten that twist happened. So like, the, yeah, the war, I totally so, forgot. The, the, that. The war I was, was like, oh, he's yeah. Basically, like the, the 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 overall like theme in the the movie is that there's no cats in America. America is the land of plenty. There's no threats to anything. Turns out that there are cats. They're evil, and they're being controlled <laughs> by this guy who. Throws Fivel into a work camp when he puts him yeah. in, yeah,
2: which he immediately escapes from. Yeah. By the way, yeah. he didn't do any work.
1: Like. <laughs> With his little pal little... Tony, yeah, <laughs> no, they, yeah. <laughs> he gets thrown in there, and then he gets like like grabbed by a dude who has like more saliva than any yeah. other character in any movie, and then like they couldn't afford to animate like the, the whatever, whatever the work was, so yeah. it just comes to them sleeping, and then they immediately escape. But okay, so so this Warren this Warren Rat character is basically controlling all the cats and and have this mafia style thing yeah. and so he's masquerading as a rat where he is in fact i guess a, a very small,
2: small cat, cat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. and then like and then randomly turns orange when he takes his nose off yeah it's weird it was interesting. We'll see if there's any more transmogrifying powers of other <laughs> movies in the other movies. But I believe that, is it the third or the fourth one, you know, you're bringing up the great mouse detective, is like a Sherlock Holmes oh, No, type... I don't
2: even know. Don't spoil it for yeah, me. I, I have no idea. I have no idea. I know
0: yeah. we looked up the names of them, but I don't remember.
1: Yeah, right. I, so right. I, I feel like it yeah. might be. Yeah.
0: Okay. I wouldn't well, then. Yeah. I Um
2: Yeah.
0: What did you guys think about, like, I don't know if you thought this watching the movie, but there's like... S- To me, there were, like, tons of comparisons to, like, Pinocchio. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think the scene uh, where
2: he's on the soap sliding around is really iconic in that movie. And then it evokes Pinocchio. Yeah, and
0: then it's like... Warren T. Rad is totally kind of like an Honest John type character, and then there's a character named Honest John in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Well
2: he's, he's a, a parody of Tammany Hall. Right, yeah, he's know, a totally different thing, but I just yeah. found
0: that
1: really interesting. And yeah. the whole
2: getting like lost at sea type of thing. I need sure. to
1: bring up my favorite thing about the movie. Okay. Because you've mentioned Honest John. <laughs> and there's an introductory scene where he shows up and he's he's at an Irish wake. Again, <laughs> this movie loves stereotypes. Yep. yep. And like and and he's and he's super drunk, mm-hmm. and, and this is kind of the this sweet moment and then there's a there's a dead person laying, laying on a table yep. and he goes he goes ah like like i'll miss you and then and then like commits voter fraud there yeah. by writing yeah. his name down yes. in a journal that he keeps that says ghost votes ghost, yes
0: <laughs> i typed that in my notes like oh my god this movie is so
1: relevant it's voter fraud <laughs>
2: <laughs> Voter
1: fraud is real and so he opens up like, uh we'll, we'll post a. uh uh, uh a photo of it, because I definitely took a photo of it uh, uh, up on the Twitter. But it's just ghost votes and a bunch of dead Irish
2: names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was so funny. Oh my god. No, that's was great. Um, but kind of going back to the boat, I guess, and there's just so many, like... Even though they've probably all been done in various Mickey Mouse cartoons and stuff, like, I thought the visual gags in that scene of the bow going back and forth are, are so funny. Like, the two guys playing checkers oh, and then yeah. it's sliding back and forth and, um. It, both in the house and on the boat there's these really like hilarious background like visual gags like in the house they have like three jars and it's like breadcrumbs breadcrumbs <laughs> and more breadcrumbs <laughs> yeah. and then on the boat it's breakfast herring lunch herring oh, yeah. and dinner herring yeah. are the three barrels that he's looking in I and loved all that stuff that was too. just so funny uh, and, and as they ran out of money you know obviously they didn't animate it chronologically but you can those little details kind of disappear but yeah. there are a few in there that are just hilarious so <laughs> There's
1: some truly heinous matte paintings in this movie mm-hmm. that only stand out because there are so many more gorgeous there's, ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that there's something interesting about Fowl's motivation and I think it's something that we'll see degrade over the course of these movies is that it, there's something really true to how he gets lost at sea is is he's, he wants to see fish. Yeah. You know, because there's just, and there's something kind of grim about, it's just a, bucket of herring, on the yeah. ship like that's the, pe- the things that people are, are eating but he kind of has the childlike fascination and so there's a big storm happening and he goes running up and what he does is chooses to intentionally throw yeah. his hat yeah. in it, it's a hell of a throw by we'll the way because it, a giant human sized hill. a giant human sized staircase <laughs> and he's like what he's and then, stronger <laughs> than he knows <laughs> yeah. okay but because he wants to go see the fish which is which is a very uh uh true i feel like child motivation yeah. and and it's not him by happenstance it's it's him choosing to go on this adventure because he's curious and i think that that's something that that kind of existed in that that ET late yeah. 80s early 90s kind of child entertainment where there there was some respect given to children and them making their own choices and and putting them in scary situations where it wasn't just vanilla padded room all the time.
2: And I think this is different than a lot of other animated or, you know, kids' movies and that the protagonist is a little, little kid. You know, a lot of them, it's a teenager or a full-on adult and, you know, they're doing something that teaches kids a lesson about life. But this one, it's just a straight-up kid doing kid things, being dumb and curious and, you know, just... And, and like with the sister too she keeps saying he's alive I think I hear and they're like nah, nah you're a little kid you don't know what you're talking I know. about she's so. the only one who she had knew. hope yeah she straight up knew and uh
0: she's the only one who had hope and then she's the last one who gets to see him when they find him yeah.
2: at the end. and <laughs> so I think too like uh, probably a reason we all identified so much with this movie as little kids is because they are little kids and I think it really hit me the most I don't know if we want to get into this but somewhere out there it's just little kids singing they are not polished oh, yeah. they are not like trained singers. It's not like um, you know, Ali Corvalho and Moana is basically like a Broadway star even though she's a teenager. These are just like straight up little kids that could sing kind of good, but they didn't like make up a singing tune. They you didn't know. change it up. They just like they go out of tune on the high notes. They clash with each other and it's like it's just really cute. It's super like it's cute. not it's not, you know, the most uh Pleasing to the yeah, ear. So, so you guys
1: saying that now makes me like it, but while I was watching it, I
0: fucking hated it. <laughs> so like, you're saying you'd rather listen to the Linda Rodstab James Ingram version?
2: Well, not in the movie,
0: joe like <laughs> John Baez. <John laughs> Baez.
2: <laughs> I'd rather
0: listen
1: to the Joan Welcome to a part one of our running silent running joke <laughs> A running silent running <laughs> yeah, joke. yeah, because like that, it's, it's it's gonna come back. Um <laughs> No, it, yeah, I mean, literally, my notes. I just have is this like, "Faville can't sing for shit."
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's good enough, but yeah, it's definitely no. Not, but you're like, describing
1: it that way. Like, I respect that choice. I think that's yeah. really, really cool, and 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 it ties into them, you know, respecting that kids are people, and like kids are going to see this movie, and and kids are smart. Like, yeah, so let's let's treat them that way. Um,
0: yeah, and I remember thinking, you know, like, yeah, you know, watching it as a kid. I had a brother, and just kind of that feeling of like. If you get lost, you will find your family and your family, like your brother or your sibling or whatever will be like singing a song with you. No, uh, we'll be like looking for you, (laughs) even if you get separated. Like that's something that I think, you know, kids watching, um, you know really will enjoy yeah. I think that something that, that on that on that
1: uh, note one of the best scenes in the movie to me is the first time that Fivel thinks he, heard, he hears his dad playing the mm. fiddle mm. and you know ends up it, it kind of it dreams. happens a lot it, yes, it happens a lot. It happens almost <laughs> as many like times. Twice. It happens almost as many times as that, like, here's a crowded scene, and, like, they're in the exact same place. Yeah,
2: yeah. that was kind of, <laughs> yeah. kind of frustrating. I know, like, they were the always in the same being place. quite so, so close like to every
1: each other. Se- well, I mean, it, it almost seems like it was a budgetary, like, like we can animate one background, like, so both these scenes are there's There was
0: that here. one time where they walk right underneath him, and they just yeah. stop
1: talking. They happen to stop they're talking. They're all talking
2: loudly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: That was super frustrating. In yeah. fact, I forgot what I was saying. Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> favorite scene. Oh, my favorite scene. That's that's the thing. Uh so so it's the first time that that Fivel kind of thinks that that he 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 never loses hope about his family except for the one time when he loses hope. But uh he hears his father, you know, playing the fiddle and then ends up in this fancy apartment and inside a uh an Edison
0: cylinder. cylinder. Yeah, I was going to call it a gramophone, but that's not what it is. Well, it's Well, it was a, like an Edison cylinder player I yeah know, yeah, play yeah. Right. So, yeah so, so but, then, like, there, but then there's like
1: the, so it's not just the, that scene doesn't play out with him getting there seeing a smith machine and and kind of like oh i like being disappointed like he climbs into like the the basically horn that the that the music comes out of and he kind of has this dark metaphorical envisionment of what disappointment is mm. like it's 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 a really kind of of i i feel like i learned as a kid seeing that like what disappointment is and how like and how th- th- it's strange in a movie like this to have that moment where it's like the world can be disappointing in that
0: yeah. way. Yeah. But uh, then he
1: continues to keep yeah, absolutely. persevering. Absolutely. But like but they they it's not something that 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 moment could have been played like that, super super quick, but they linger on it and and like this is true and scary disappointment.
2: Yeah. Uh I was going to say I coming into this I forgot all the songs except for um No Cats in America and mm. Somewhere Out There. Mm. But I really liked that this movie had like a traditional overture credits sequence because yeah. as I was hearing it, I was like, Oh yeah, that song and I like got into it again and uh when when he meets the Henri, the pigeon, and they sing uh never say never uh, I was like, well, first of all, this is far superior to uh, Justin Bieber's Never Say Never. <laughs> and then I searched online for a mashup of the two and was sorely disappointed to oh not God. find one anywhere. So you should
0: make it. Somebody yeah, get we'll, on that. Yeah, yeah, listeners out there,
2: get, yeah, get on it. Make it, it yeah. happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I guess this is more about the score, but when they're saying, uh, like, never say never, it's the same notes as, like, somewhere, where. Or, and And so I thought that was, like, kind of cute as, like, the same idea of like yeah. no, don't give up you know and they use the same like note yeah. progression well james
0: horner actually ended up um you know co-writing all the songs as well mm. um and uh yeah i think i going through i kind of like remembered all of them except for the the one the tiger uh, a duo. So I remembered duo. it eventually.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's very cowardly lion. Yeah. yeah so, but I thought that saying. was a
0: cute little like sidekick song. Yeah, the uh, comic relief. It's
2: song.
1: A, it's a good song, and then like it immediately ends with him like him quitting at the end. <laughs> happens all off screen. Like yeah. something else is happening, and then that was
0: another thing <laughs> that they said was confusing that they had to cut. There was like a scene where uh, Tiger actually like meets the Maskowitz family, oh. but in the movie. He's like with Fivel, and then
2: no, well, he like, meets them while they're searching. No, yeah.
0: at the end they're yeah. just together when they're looking for him. At the end, yeah, oh yeah. But yeah, there's yeah. no, but there's no like,
2: oh, you're the Maskowitz. Oh, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's just it, there. It, it was all the other sudden. two, yeah, it yeah. was Tony and what's her face. Yeah. that they were like, oh, you're looking for this Tony's guy? I know Tony. this guy. Yeah,
0: so and, and, the, yeah, lady one. and the lady, and f- f- wait,
1: so was her, her name Bridget? Bridget. Here's the thing about I don't understand Bridget's introduction, right? Because like she's saying, and I don't know if this is something. Something that I want to track over the next couple of these movies is: A, are cats still the main protagonists? Right? <laughs> <Yeah. antagonists? laughs> uh, and and I don't quite understand what what Bridget is is advocating. Hold on, we have a siren
2: happening. Um, well, I think she's uh, advocating to freedom from cats, right? She's, so it's like it's like a free speech.
1: It's it's, it's a weird amalgamation of like women's suffrage and yeah. like free speech and she's saying like we should be able to say the word cat also yeah. apparently saying say <laughs> the word cat fucking summons them because they yeah. yeah. <laughs> show up moments later <laughs>
0: <laughs> multiple times uh, also everyone's like shh
1: shh shh yeah <laughs> so it's I'm kind of
0: unclear what she wants out Yeah, it made it seem like uh, everyone's kind of trying to live in denial. Like, cats
2: aren't here. There's no cats. Yeah, there's yeah, trying to And hide she wants them, to try
0: to...
1: And she's
2: well, no, there's cats we
0: need to deal with. They're right? all exactly.
2: paying the rat guy for protection from the cats, which, which is, I found right. kind of confusing, but eventually was like, okay, yeah, they're doing I mean, that. that's that,
1: that's unveiled in, like, the third act. <laughs> yeah. Part. It's like, yeah, wait, like that's that.
2: happening? Yeah. Uh,
1: so, yeah, I'm interested to see if, if cats are still as big of a threat. Although... <laughs> after the secret weapon is released and all the cats get run into the water someone yells off screen (laughs) They can't swim. <laughs> yeah,
2: I know, I heard no, that. I thought they were all gonna die. No, I heard that, oh, so and I was like, I typed in my
0: notes, like, oh shit, they killed all of yeah, them. I thought
2: they killed all of them, <laughs> and then they all come up with this anchor, and I'm like, uh. Oh, you never know what these okay.
1: older movies like. Yeah, no, they the could have just killed yeah. them. No, but that's what I said. I was, like, I was like, oh, like, oh, maybe maybe people didn't think that this was a, a good enough solution, so let's have someone yell off screen about the mass murder of these people. Yeah, characters. <laughs>
0: and I, like, I love the, uh, you know, I love the James oh, Horner score but it was hilarious that like their plan was god, I did not to ship like this, them yeah. off to Hong Kong on and every time they sh- yeah every time they showed them I was like <laughs> <laughs> and it was like
2: gong like,
0: it was the most stereotypical like Chinese music and I was like
2: is, is it James Horner <laughs> why is it
0: said that I didn't notice that
1: you didn't notice that oh, <laughs> oh my god
2: that's your white male privilege yeah. you did yeah. not notice <laughs> the come Chinese come man Ching-chong ping-pong music. Um. Also, isn't there some, like,
0: cat... uh, I don't know, isn't there, like, some sort of stereotype with cats and... China or something well
2: like the Siamese cats or yeah, I say, yeah. yeah I would say from th- so I was China, like wow they're just
0: going to ship them um, to by China. the way
2: can we reveal a personal fact about you that you're allergic to cats oh yeah because I'm just um, I was imagining like baby Tyler running around singing that there are no cats, cats in, in America, America. <laughs> yeah and then being like super <laughs> disappointed when your parents were like sweetie it's not real yeah like...
0: yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry they caused me not to breathe it's fine oh.
0: yeah. <laughs> so that could be your your so this movie song. was really terrifying in many ways, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> see cats,
2: cats, Italian
0: stereotypes, yeah.
2: <laughs> the Jewish experience, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: The other thing I wanted to do <laughs> watching this movie, like one of the thing, one of the main things I remember from the film, other than uh, somewhere out there, which you know actually went on to win like two Grammy awards. Oh shit!
2: But not the Oscar, no, not the it Oscar lost to Top Gun, Top Gun. <sighs> No, uh, not that song. Take my breath away. <laughs> yeah. Boo.
0: Um, the other
1: thing I remember most about. Um, also, wait, Top Gun 2 coming to this podcast soon. <laughs> That's oh, right. <laughs> Top Gun. Again. Or, or, it's it's Top, Top Gun Maverick.
0: Top or Gun
1: proper
2: gun. <laughs> that's, that, that's the parody. That's the porn parody. That's
1: not... Um, no, that's, that's legit probably a male porn story. <laughs> oh my
2: god, we're so off track. Yeah. Okay, I was trying to say something.
0: Um, so, yeah, no, one of the things I remember about this film uh, is him going, Papa Like a million times. Oh my god, yeah. And I wanted to, uh, if I just had infinite time, or maybe someone did, or maybe our listeners can... I want to see a supercut of oh, every papa. time he says papa. "papa."
2: By the way, and then a
0: bonus scene of of um, Papa saying
2: "five" <laughs> so, like, over and over again. Like fun fact, though, the papa? voice of Papa, whose name is <laughs> Nehemiah Persoff, is like Papa of Papa. Can you hear me? From like Yentl, oh, and so they've just got like that's hilarious. A Jewish Papa to play Papa. Like fact. other than Topple, it's probably the papa, best person
1: papa, you could have gotten. Papa. <laughs> I'll make that super cut, and we'll turn it into a Papa John's coming no, 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 Papa John's has the best pizza. <laughs> no, Papa, Papa John's pizza is the best. <laughs> yep, uh, that's so, perfect. So, do we lose James Hor- Horner going forward in these movies? I have no idea. I think we might. uh I
0: that's a spoiler. No, just kidding. yeah. I did look. I mean, I was just looking up the soundtracks. Yeah. and He does do the next movie. That's good. Okay.
2: I'll look forward to (laughs) it. Other, like, random casting fun facts is that Tony is actually voiced by a woman.
0: Oh, yeah. uh, Mm -hmm. Named
2: Pat Music, who's a pretty famous voice actor, but she is, like, the mom of Mae Whitman.
0: Oh, really? Her.
2: Yeah. Her? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so pissed I didn't do that in the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it. Dang it.
0: You're slacking. Um,
2: And then... Will Ryan, who is like the cockroach, who by the way, he, that cockroach looks about as much like a cockroach as Jiminy Cricket looks like a cricket. Yeah. <laughs> it does not look like. Also,
0: I don't understand anything. what he does. He's he's like super math whiz. Yeah, yeah, he has some sort yeah. of electric... He had, well, I don't know
2: why he has electricity. That was No, kind of that weird. doesn't make any sense. He's like... <laughs> yeah, he's like a, supposed <laughs> One, two, to be like a... He's a scat man? Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> exactly. I think he's supposed to be like an adding machine, like an old-timey yeah.
1: adding We're machine. reading into this way too much. Okay, anyways, yeah, but I the voice, Will
2: Ryan, sense. is also the voice of Petrie, and, and kind of like a mm-hmm. really iconic side character of this, like, seahorse and the little mermaid that works for King Triton and is mm-hmm, super annoying, mm-hmm. that's also him. Which, when I thought about it, was like, oh, yeah, it's totally the same nice. guy. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely yeah. hear that
0: now that you said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this will not be the last Don Bluth movie that shows up on this podcast, believe it or not. That's... Now. Someday. That's, that's true. so, so true. <laughs> uh, so,
2: well, I think we've pretty much... Hit most of the beats of the movie. Yeah, the
0: only thing I was going to say is at the very end, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but they totally set up a sequel yes. at the end. yes. He's like flying around with Henri and he's like, oh, I want to see other parts of America. <laughs> That's what he sounds like. Yeah. In, yeah. In my head. No, he does.
2: He yeah, totally
0: And then he's like, "Oh, you will. And you totally will, bro." <laughs> but
2: it was. <laughs> I feel like it's pretty innocent because this is before the franchise thing. I don't really know. Happened. I think
0: Spielberg was on top of that shit.
2: <laughs> Manifest <laughs> Destiny. Go West, young mouse An American,
1: <laughs> an, an American Tale. The Lost World. The, uh, world, no. the Lost World.
2: He goes Vince to San Diego. In this line. I
1: just thought that was funny. That that line happens at the end, and I was like,
2: "Oh shit!" The sequel,
1: <laughs> animated Samuel L. Jackson comes in.
2: Yeah. Uh, so should we talk about? Let me tell you about
1: the Manifest Destiny Initiative. <laughs> we need you. We need you, when you five
2: <laughs> So this movie was pretty well received, except for credits that were like they didn't acknowledge their Jewishness and they didn't ignore, and it was too dark. Yeah, most but, of, most
0: of the critics actually didn't like the movie. I
2: didn't think it was particularly dark. Particularly dark, but I guess that's by today's standards. Where oh, no, it was yeah. fucking
0: terrifying.
1: Well, yeah, yeah like a, but like, it has a
2: happy ending, and sure. nobody nobody permanently dies other than the baby, uh, and possibly the cat. <laughs> but,
1: but, <laughs> yeah, but but the baby dies from budget cuts. The most American tale of all. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Whereas, like, I feel like a lot of the kids' movies now have one like kind of token iconic death that brings everyone together. This didn't have that. They, they all end up together in the end, you know? Yeah, I love so. that.
0: There's a review um, in the New York Times that is like, uh, An American Tale is Don Blue's second animated theatrical feature after The Secret of, of Nim. And the first such children films to open with a pogrom and to end it with an entire species being forcefully relocated.
2: <laughs> that's, true. that's true. They, they all get m- kicked out by a pogrom and then yeah. a pogrom or whatever, or, yeah, and then the um, the solution is to do the same thing to the cats. Which I don't know if they really you yeah. know learned anything, but uh, hey,
1: history repeats
2: itself. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's actually a <laughs>
0: clip of uh, yeah Siskel and Ebert talking about the movie on YouTube. Yeah. And, and they, they gave go, it
2: two thumbs down. Yeah, they Which go on shocking. and
0: on about how like this is too depressing and and kids, there's no way kids are gonna like this because it's just super serious and and it's not fun. And they actually, you you know, uh, Eliz, you said you liked the uh, overture thing, and they were actually yeah. mad about that because they're what? like, we don't want to see who plays all these characters. Yeah. Then I just hear the voices and know who they are, and I'm like, that was. Come on, you guys. Dun, dun. Come on, Siskel. Come on, <laughs> Anne And Ebert. Yeah. May they both rest in um, peace. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah. So,
2: do you want to talk about the box office? Yeah, I
0: was going to say, uh, you know, the, the funny thing is that the critics were, you know, hating on it, but kids and families loved it. Yeah. Mm. And it actually was a huge hit. Um, it ended up making, uh, you know, 47 million domestic um, and was like, It was the number two movie the weekend it came out, um, but then actually did more business the second weekend because of word of mouth. Because word of mouth people. Uh,
2: And I think it was the highest grossing non Disney animated uh, at the time. Yeah. Apparently, and probably got beat out by Land Before Time. Apparently, that
0: weekend it had to go up with a. uh, Actually, let me try to find this. uh, There was actually a really hilarious quote in this. There, um, this writer. James Co- or sorry, not James. sir John Colley had put out a book called the animated films of Don Bluth. Mm-hmm. And there was a whole excerpt uh, about American tale. And, um, they were talking about how, you know, all the critics really hated the movie <laughs> basically. But, um, the, uh, this, uh, paper in Des Moines actually did a, uh, an interview of like kids to, yeah. see, I mean, to see what they said about the movie and uh, the the children were saying like, "Here's what the children said." They said Walt Disney is more like what my mom and dad would go see," said young one oh, youngster. God. My parents wanted to to see Song of the South, oh. and we wanted to see American Tale, Another said,
2: "Wait, but those weren't even out!" Like, well,
0: actually, Song of the South was re released that what? same weekend, apparently. What? No, crazy! <laughs> yeah. Why? Because it was being it was just being reissued. In th- <laughs> oh, like my God. all these movies were being reissued, and. Uh, it, American Tale actually, so it came out in November, right? Yeah. And did really good business
2: for, holidays, like, for sure. like 18 weeks, yeah.
0: I believe. Um, and in around Christmas, uh, there was a re-release of Lady and the Tramp at the time. Okay. And yeah. it actually beat out that.
2: Wow.
0: Um, oh, crazy. And it, and, I mean, it was, wow. a, it was a re-release, but, mm-hmm. you know, a re-release like a whole generation later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, it actually did really good business uh, versus Disney films and... um I think it was a big boon for, you know, you know, more serious animation and animation in general. Yeah. Cause it could have, it was Spielberg's first, uh, animated film that he'd ever done or, you know, well, Oh yeah. And this spawns,
2: Oh shit. How like, do you pronounce I, this? I Amblimation or Amblin animation? Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. I, which never doesn't even, last very long.
0: I never thought about
1: that though. Without that, without this movie, you don't get There's your dreamworks. No you yeah. don't, you don't get your freakazoid. You don't get your Exactly. Animaniacs, Animaniacs, this kicked that, off the so.
0: whole Amblin yeah, entertainment yeah. animation stuff. And, uh, yeah, and, you know, yeah, so it was a huge hit, and that is part of the reason why there's multiple sequels. Well, and,
1: and and overall, it's just great for animation. I mean, the, the, yeah. the, you say that, you know, it's probably the, the... There wasn't many other studios putting
0: out animated feature yeah. films. No, there wasn't.
1: I, I feel like that there was maybe
0: yeah. three of them. So basically, this if this movie flops, you might not be getting, like, these major... I mean you might not have the Minions movies and that might be yeah. a good thing, but no, those <laughs> are... <laughs> I just thought it was funny, some of the reviews too, um a lot of them were referencing even back then in eighty six, saying that like uh the animation was very old fashioned. Yeah, you know, even though, you know, you're still right in the midst of the age of like hand drawn animation. Mm-hmm. Um but like we mentioned, you know, CGs started to come in there even even then, but I just thought that was interesting.
2: Yeah. Um
0: but yeah, huge hit. Lots of merchandise. Yeah, it was it like one of the first. I mean, it probably had like I, f- I feel like I remember like Happy Meals or like yeah, there you know, were there was a promotion with McDonald's. Oh shit! Um, they yeah. had Happy Meals where they had different like storybooks in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also like one of the big things was that Sears had like. Fievel um, huge... car battery rechargers? No. <laughs> this is Sears the department store.
2: Not the hardware not, store. Not the auto. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sears auto. <laughs> no, they
0: had, they, so they had like exclusive, uh, I, I don't know, for department stores or whatever. They had the license for American Tales. So they were pumping out uh, hugely popular um, five volt plush toys and mm, yeah. Fievel American Tale like Children, five all the t-shirts. Children clothing. Five of, yeah, all the lunchbox. Five
1: <laughs> all the shot glasses. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. All that stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and it was, it was actually, uh, you, you know, it was one of the biggest, there's lots of stuff in the um, behind the scenes about how huge the like, marketing was and the merchandising like all over the place because um, it was so popular with kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny, there was actually even some controversy what? with some of the um, McDonald's marketing merchandising um so around christmas because it was still in theaters yeah (laughs) during Uh, christmas time i don't know if any of you guys (laughs) saw this but mcdonald's um put out a promotion where um if you bought a five dollar gift certificate from them you would get a little christmas stocking with Five's face on it now what do you think of my thing (laughs) what might be wrong with that Here's 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 the thing here's the thing
1: here's the thing here's the thing my father is Jewish my mother is Catholic yeah, my, early, mo- my mother my mother is Catholic my mother we had one of those
2: early <laughs> early Chris merchandising yeah. yeah we had one of those that's great
1: I didn't think about it being wrong <laughs> until just this very moment
0: <laughs> yeah um I actually uh, went through the trouble to go... Because I was trying to... I saw this on some random, like, you know, AmericanTaleWiki.com or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I was trying I to find... Yeah, God <laughs> Yeah, I saw
2: that too. I was like, there's an American Tale Wiki? Okay, yeah. great. I, and,
0: and, and I was, like, trying to find everything out about this movie, right, when I was mm-hmm. doing research. Um, and I actually was, like, trying to look for anyone talking about this controversy. Because it mentions it, but there's no, like, <laughs> right. articles or whatever. And I found an article... On the uh, Philadelphia Inquirer <laughs> archive that I had to like
1: the the sensitive folks pay? I had to
0: log in the and censor... pay, like folks
1: of Philadelphia. Yes, I had to,
0: pay, to pay money. I had to <laughs> pay like two dollars for this article, but it's hey, worth it for this. Print journalism matters. It's worth it for it this. Sure does. One, one So the the writer uh, of this article, um, they don't even say the name of the person. But anyways, um, here's a quote from the article. It says, "You can imagine how the decision was made. Kids love Christmas." <laughs> this Christmas, kids love Fivel, so let's work Fivel into the Christmas promotion. <laughs> Fivel is this year's Smurf.
2: <laughs> what <laughs> that happened the year before with the Smurfs? Like I don't.
0: I think it's that Smurfs were just all over the place merchandising. Yes, the... yeah, Yeah,
2: cartoon. if the McDonald's had a good PR spin back in the day, they would have said, "Well, we came out with this for the." Children like Tyler Hymanson, who (laughs) who are half-Jewish and half-Christian and want to celebrate both holidays. They, like, bring you up on stage. You're like, I love the Bible
0: stuff. it's me.
1: It's like,
2: I
0: play Dreadle by the Christmas tree.
2: And get rid of all the cats, please.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't even think about that even being, like, a problem. And and I just thought that was hilarious that there was, even around this kid's movie, there's always some sort of controversy.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, and we can talk about this more with Five Goes West" because I think it encompasses both movies. But there's also a lot of theme park tie-ins yes. at Universal and then later Universal Orlando. But uh, it really encompassed both movies because yeah. I tried to watch the show
0: yeah. on YouTube
2: and I was like, "Oh, spoilers!" and I had to stop. I know there's so, a whole if you there was go a on show?
0: if you go on YouTube and search well, it's like Dancing sting
2: Characters," show. yeah,
0: yeah. There's a whole dancing characters, but show. one thing it's not a, it's not the Wireworld stage. Like, no, no, like, like no, watch no, this no. watch this small boy costume get like drowned. That would be France. amazing. <laughs>
2: uh, that show is still running by the way. Um, Waterworld? Yeah. The show's dope. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah they
0: start. They do start talking about the next movie. So
2: but I did watch the beginning and one thing that I thought was kind of interesting that reflects on this first movie is that the Tony character is in the show and they're singing No Cats in America and instead of having random Italian stereotype mouse sing the part about like his mother getting killed and stuff they have Tony singing because he's also an Italian uh, Yeah, Because he's, he's not an but Italian I was Like oh my gosh! Like how much more powerful would that character have been if he had been on the boat, sang in the Cats in America song, and then they had been like imprisoned in the slave or children's labor factory together, (laughs) yeah, and then broke out somehow. But yeah, I guess Tony. Tony's sole purpose
0: in the movie is to change uh, Fival's name to Philly Philly. for a short period of time. So 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 that
1: when people are using his name. For, like, the ten fucking scenes where yeah. they're in the same place, people don't they realize they're Well, it's funny, because
0: apparently, so, in the behind-the-scenes thing, it said that Spielberg wanted to name him mm-hmm. Fievel, because that's his grandfather's name. Mm-hmm. And Don Bluth was like, no, that name is, like, too foreign or something, like, we can't, so no we- one's gonna, kids aren't gonna like this <laughs> name. And he wanted to name him Philly, and so they eventually came to a compromise where this character would call him Philly, and in the it, the the line in the movie... Um, Philly. Uh, sorry, Tony Toponi asks him what his name is, and he's like,
2: "My name's Five Fiveol Moskowitz." And he goes, "Ugh,
0: we gotta <laughs> change that immediately. That name's gotta go. I'm gonna call you Philly." Well, and it's no, so
2: crazy no. that he gets Philly, and then his sister Tanya gets Tilly. And so I'm like, "Are the people at immigration just like you're Jilly, Billy, silly, <laughs> yeah. Millie? You know, like is there is that the only I, uh, suffix? Like, available? I mean, and the, they
0: show the uh, you know they show the um, the human immigration." briefly and the one guy is like oh yeah his name was Tom Dombranovitz and <laughs> yeah. then he goes uh, Tom Smith or whatever <laughs> no, it was way more complicated than that cause well, I yeah, remember it, being
2: like oh wow it was, okay. yeah
0: but it was not, it was like a normal name but yeah but the the immigration officer which is what really happened is just yeah him, for sure him, my just uh, like Smith.
2: my various relatives got horrible names <laughs> yeah. instead of their Japanese names that's messed up. Yeah. So
1: I'm interested to see going forward with the next series of movies. You know, American uh, Final Goes West feels like a natural extension of of kind of the thing we're talking about of the American fairy tale, and and weirdly, it's kind of uh, uh, similar of, of what American Gods does. Yeah, uh, and so I think that that'll be interesting to see how that theme carries on
0: in that next movie
2: yeah we should predict what happens well you've seen it right I I've yeah, seen so, it but I don't remember so what let's kind of all, uh, other than that he goes
0: west let's kind of like start to wrap up here so at the end of each episode for new listeners uh, which I is mean, everyone's is everyone. a new <laughs> listener everyone's a new listener because it's the first episode <laughs> okay anyways uh, what we're gonna do at the end of each one is kind of like you know uh, announce quote unquote announce what the next uh, uh, movie in the series is is and, and what just kind called. of, uh, yeah. and just kind of like give our thoughts based on basically nothing. What the movie is going to be. Are we going to read the log
1: lines at all, or is it just the title? So, the
0: title of the next film is An American Tale Five Will Goes West. I have seen it, but I couldn't tell you what happens, really. No, I think I
1: get it confused. Like, in my mind, it's literally just Back to the Future 3. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it
0: probably is. <laughs> So based on the end of this movie, <laughs> Five O wants to go other places and it seems like he does. Yeah. So, so Yeah, I think I think I, I bet we lose Philly, right? I'm excited James Horner's back. Yeah,
1: I wonder what characters can... continue on. Yeah, yeah, Tony probably I, I not. Remember. Maybe maybe not the the family?
2: The family's no, gotta, gotta be there. Sit they he's gotta stay together. He's still a little kid, right? Why would I, hope, I that? hope that his
1: voice is a little bit more (laughs) grown-up.
2: Yeah,
0: Yeah, well, if it's the same... I I don't know if it's the same actor or anything. How many years afterwards? It's 91, so... Oh, shit. So
2: this is, like, my dream uh, woke scenario for what happens in the next movie, is that since it was about Jews coming to America and then, like, you know, going against the cats, I want them to, like, go west and meet, like... Native field mice and realize what <laughs> the immigrants are doing to the native <laughs> mice. And, you know, yeah, mice. like it needs
1: to be about the... Uh... And then and then the Chinese mice that do kung fu. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's, it's a full yeah Shanghai I can't situation. wait to see it. I'm, I'm assuming there's going to be new characters... Yep. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see if it's just, it was basically
1: just mice and cats, right? We didn't really see any other animals. Basically mice. Dogs
2: good. are mentioned. And birds. Yes. birds. Oh yeah, there's and birds,
1: birds Yeah. So we'll probably get more animals. I, yeah. Like over under on there being a snake, guys. Ooh, like, or a lizard. or Yeah. yeah. I think, I think like a Rango type. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, feel so like, was, I feel like chances are
0: high. I mean, I think Rango was based on this. Place, yeah. So. <laughs> Maybe like a, an American No, that's <Chinatown>. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, if if I didn't know the Bible shops at an American Eagle? <laughs> if, I... <laughs> yeah. if I didn't know some of the like obvious basics of that film, you would think like he already did go west.
2: Right. Sure he has to go further west west-er. go west Er, young mouse That's what oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: go west if, if there's a,
1: if there's a fifth movie in this in this series it would be five Will goes was- west manifest destiny destination the moon <laughs> yes
0: yeah. that
1: would be that would be awesome
0: Space favel.
1: Space favel. Or yeah. Five Favel go south. Goes space. Make it happen. <laughs> Start a GoFundMe.
2: <laughs> favel to goes the moon. North to Canada. That's the one they need to make. Yeah, right to get now. to get, he get goes yeah. north to, yeah. Canada. to get
0: healthcare. Yeah. I think yeah. I think all good franchises eventually go to space and if they don't then they're not good.
2: That's true. That's, you know, that's, <laughs> you that's, something, that's
0: something that we truly believe here.
2: <laughs> yeah, At Sequel, Sequel
0: Rights yeah. all good franchises go to space. That is one of our tenets. Yeah, I, I yeah. think that's true. Yeah. I mean, there's Mike, already a lot
2: of talk about the moon and the stars so it's just a natural next step. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alright Sue so, well uh, why don't we kind of wrap up here. Uh,
0: um, thank you guys all for joining us. We're glad you're here and I hope you stick around for the next episode where we talk about an American tale, Daily, Yeah, goes Follow west. us on the social medias. You can get us
1: at Rights on Twitter and email us at rights at gmail.com. And wow. also
2: Facebook.com slash rights. Please like us.
0: Yeah. Feel free to shoot us any questions, comments, anything. We'll respond back as yeah. soon as we and can. Yeah,
1: we'll, and you can join the conversation and maybe make some predictions of your own of what's going to happen when 5 goes out west. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye.